Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity and the WABC radio show called More Money, which is coming right up. Also the author of Godzilla. So, kids, welcome. So I want to talk about um, I'm not going to talk about the balloon. By the way, Biden just said we're going to take care of it. So it's all as well. He said that uh, 29 minutes ago um, on day four of the <laughs> balloon story. So who's. Who's, who said the Chinese are smarter than we are? <laughs> you could send Lauren Bovert up there with her clock, just shoot it down. Anyway, um, I want to talk about State of the Union. I'm going to start with you, Liz Peek, because Joe Biden is going to paint a very positive, happy picture. And you've seen it just in the last couple of days. He's talking about how strong the economy is, jobs. He was talking about how strong manufacturing is. He was saying, you know, inflation's coming down. And by the way, it wasn't his fault. He inherited inflation. That's the latest. He inherited inflation. I don't think he's going to talk about the Chinese balloon, but he's going to talk about the very strong economy. And um, I want to get your take on that. How's that gonna, how's that going to work for him? Well, look, I think Joe Biden, poor Joe Biden, has this remarkable (laughs) jobs number in January, which is then totally overwhelmed by this spy balloon floating (laughs) across the country that the administration's known about for days. But I know we're not going to talk about that. Uh, You can talk about it if you have some insight into it. I have no insight. Feel free. (laughs) Uh, Look, I, I think, unfortunately, Joe Biden cannot leave well enough alone. He should have celebrated the big jobs number uh, instead, he couldn't resist blasting, uh, essentially blasting his predecessor for leaving him a totally destroyed, suffering, collapsing at the edges uh, economy, none of which is true. I mean, that is the most offensive thing to me, is this ability of Joe Biden to get up and lie. Okay, inflation was 1.4 percent when he took office. It took off exactly after the American Rescue Plan was passed uh, and, and basically quintupled by the end of the year. Uh, jobs numbers and growth in the third quarter of 2020, uh, the GDP expanded a 38 percent rate. It roared back to life. Fourth quarter as well was a growth quarter. First quarter, when Joe Biden goes in the Oval Office, the economy grew at 6 percent. So all of that is he either can't remember, you know, he may have a short term memory problem or he's just purposely lying about it. And to me, it's so stupid because he actually had a remarkable employment report to talk about, and he completely blew it by going off the rails and lying about the economy. Steve Moore, what's Joe Biden going to say about spending? (laughs) What do you think about that part? Or he probably won't even talk about spending or debt or deficit. Oh, no, no, Steve, he's going to say that uh, because of his policies, the deficit came down and we're spending less, right? That's what he's going to say. 
Hello? No. Do we not have Steve Moore? All right. Sorry. I was I was muted. I was listening to you guys. Um, so, um, first of all, this is putting lipstick on a pig. I mean, still 72% of Americans rate the economy as, as fair or poor. So, you know, under Trump, it was uh, exactly the opposite. It was about 70% of Americans rated the economy as good or great. So, Americans aren't buying it, and they see the continued inflation. They go to the grocery store. They go to the gas pump. They're still seeing high prices. They've come down a bit, but they're still way, way higher than they were. You know, prices are about 13% higher, Larry, than when Trump left office. That's a that's a big bump up in prices in just two years. So I think he runs a danger of trying to paint this ro- rosy picture about an economy where, when Americans aren't sharing that <laughs> that uh, that optimism. Now, I happen to think that the biggest danger sign on the economy is is the out of control. Uh, spending and debt, which has increased, you know, by $4.2 trillion in two years over the baseline of spending. And then you've got a, a, a forecast that the, the debt will go up by another $15 trillion over the next decade just by staying with the current policies. So I think it's a, it's a tough sell for for um, Biden to be talking about how great the country is going when people see the chaos at the border. They continue to see high prices at the grocery store. They continue to see you know, problems with, uh, you know, we're not producing enough oil and gas and the price of home heating. And by the way, one other statistic he won't mention, but the gas price was two fifty nine a gallon the month that Trump left office. Then it then it just soared to over five dollars, went up to about five fifty a gallon under Biden. And now it's all the way down to three fifty nine a gallon. That's still, Larry, a dollar more per gallon than when Trump left office because we cut off the uh, the uh, production of oil and gas in this country. Yeah, but <clears throat> Liz, I, I cannot agree with Steve. Uh, Biden's going to make the case that deficits have come down yeah. and spending has come down because of his policies. Yeah. He's going to make that case. And he's going to say that we should have a clean debt bill, that these Republican MAGA wacko crazy people, they want to cut spending. By the way, Phil Graham was on before. Uh, he said that Joe Biden voted for all the riders on prior debt bills when he was a senator. That's very cool statistic. So <sighs> the idea that he, in fact, Joe Biden voted for the Graham Rudman Holling sequestration back in 1986 when he was a senator. He also voted for the Ronald Reagan uh, flat tax thing that was 15 and 28. But anyway, I'm digressing. Biden's going to say he got the debt down. He got the spending down and the Republicans should just give him a clean debt bill. Yeah. And all the Democrats are going to stand up and cheer loudly. Yeah, and and he's talked about that being a bipartisan undertaking. In fact, the reality is very, very rarely is it a bipartisan undertaking. And Joe Biden himself voted against increasing the debt ceiling in 2002, four, five, mm. and I think certain other years in the aughts. Uh, so yeah. this is not something that is unprecedented. He will, in fact, claim that he's brought deficits down only because they were at such monstrous levels uh, when he took office because of what the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget says was appropriate spending, which did bounce the economy back very nicely, as I mentioned earlier. The, the risk and the, the danger and the mistake was to continue that spending in 2021 and end up with deficits uh, basically exactly at the same level. And yes, in 2022, it came down because we should not even conceivably be spending what we did during that emergency period. Uh, the, the committee, again, talks about Biden 
uh, basically increasing our deficits by $4.8 trillion, mm-hmm. Larry, uh, through mm-hmm. legislative action and also executive action. That is on his plate. It was unnecessary. Uh, that is the legacy of Joe Biden. And by the way, let me just add one thing to this. So, because it just angers me so much when Biden says, I've cut, you've heard him say this probably 10 times in the last two weeks. I've cut the deficit by 1.4 yes, trillion. Yes, yes. Wait a minute. So, so wait yes. a minute. Here's the math. I just want to explain to people the, the, the math here. So Biden comes in. The first thing he does is, is pass a $2 trillion so-called American Recovery Act. And Liz uh, is right. There was no need for that. The economy was, was booming um, when Biden came into office. And so the debt surged. The deficit went up to uh, $2.8 trillion in his first year, $2.8 trillion, an all-time record. So then the next year, 2022, we borrow another $1.4 trillion. And so he's saying, oh, I've lowered the deficit <laughs> by $1.4 trillion. It's the most – talk about new math. Now, here's the thing. It would be like saying – you know, oh, I put on 50 pounds last year, and this year I've only put on 25 more pounds. So, you know, I, I'm reducing my body fat. I mean, how, that's a crazy argument. I don't think Americans are going to buy it. Steve. I, I don't think they're buying it because polling shows people really do want Congress to focus on our excessive spending. Oh, Americans exactly. are not yeah. that stupid. And they know, you know, Larry, where the rubber's going to hit the road is when people begin to see what the interest on our debt begins to look like. It was up 37% in the first fiscal quarter of this year. It is going to begin to crowd out important yep. programs that Americans count on. This, it, you know, up till now, it's been sort of uh, a, a cost-free thing to increase our national debt. That is no longer the case. By the way, we're going to be soon spending more money on debt than national defense. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. I and mean, it's yes. crazy. Yep. And Medicaid. I Boy. mean, you know, there's an awful lot of programs that are going to be pinched because we can't rein in this national debt. So Joe, Joe I, Biden, I think, I think this fight over the debt ceiling is something um, I know it's always toxic, always really difficult and, and concerning. I think it has to happen. Joe Biden yeah, is going to stand there. Joe Biden's going to stand up there <laughs> and talk about how gasoline prices were five dollars <laughs> a gallon nationwide. And now they're only three dollars and fifty cents. And he's going to drive Steve Moore crazy. He's <laughs> He's gonna, I've already got the steam coming out of my ears. I'm telling you, man, you're just going to have to sit there with a bottle of scotch and watch what he says. Because he, this guy lies with impunity. God bless him. He, li- he you know I mean, he you said, he said, was it yesterday or Thursday or both? I didn't have, I inherited an inflation problem. Yeah. Now, remember, Larry, I hope that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is really well prepared yeah. on all this stuff to rip Oh, she's a good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she needs the material. I hope you and yep. other people are giving it to her. I'm on it. I'm this on is it. an easy case to make. I'm By the way, Larry, you know what the, my favorite line of any modern uh, State of the Union speech has been over the last 40 years? Yes. When Bill Clinton said, oh, the era yeah, of big, big government, government is over. over. You think <laughs> I want I want Joe Biden to say that. Yeah, sure. You think, Liz, Joe Biden's going to just declare that? He He's going to say the era of big government is coming. And that will be <laughs> exactly. the most depressing thing we've ever heard he's from gonna, that podium. He's gonna, look, he's already said it. He said, people are attacking me, but my program worked. Yeah. People yeah. were attacking He's already said uh, it. You've heard it. I'm telling The stuff he said in the last two, three, four days, 
couple yep. Democratic fundraisers. It's all yep. going to be re- he's rechanneling. You know, the speechwriters have already put a draft together and they're sure. road testing it out there. And it's going to drive you guys crazy. It's going to drive <laughs> me crazy, too. I'm just saying I'm just get ready for this. It's coming. The era of big government is just starting I, I just because wonder, it works. I just wonder, Larry, if that if that uh, balloon is going to be hovering over the Capitol. Well, that, <laughs> oh the, gosh! The, the one thing he won't talk about is the Chinese balloon. I guarantee you that. In fact, he's not going to mention the word C H I N A. Anyway, we're here with Liz Peak and Steve Moore. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back after this short break. Larry Cudlow. On 77 WABC. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here with Liz Peak, Fox News contributor, and Steve Moore, whose radio show will begin in a few moments. It's called More Money. Everybody's got to listen to it. So, guys, I'm going to continue this. Um, I wonder how much Mr. Biden is going to talk about climate change. And all of its many successes on the economy, making Americans very happy. They can't have a good toilet bowl flushing, the shower head, running water, <laughs> gas, gas stoves. Stove. Yep, gas stoves. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Granholm's big editorial about that. Um, I don't know. You know, John Kerry's over in China cutting deals on climate change. Maybe that's what this whole this whole China uh what balloon thing is about weather and climate change. Maybe that's the way the Chinese should have taken that approach. But I think he's going to defend Steve Moore. I think he's I know you love this. He's going to defend his uh, Green New Deal climate change. He's going to defend all his spending. And I think he's going to attack Republicans for disrupting our nation's debt markets and um, jeopardizing and threatening our credit worthiness, Steve Moore. I think get ready. He's going to attack. Yeah, um, that is exactly what he's going to do, Larry. But you know, Americans just aren't buying it. I mean, every poll for the last six months has shown people are very concerned about the economy. The job market is good. No question about it. This is a really good jobs market. But you look at, you know, inflation, you look at debt, you look at all these other issues that Americans are really uh, concerned about. So I think he's going to try to sort of oversell this. And I'm not so sure Americans are going to buy it. And, you know, when he uses lines like, you know, I'm reducing the deficit, I think that people are going to Americans are going to laugh at that. There, as, as Liz said, the American public is not as dumb as, as Joe Biden seems to think they are. And isn't it ironic, by the way, that two weeks after Joe Biden swears on a Bible that we're not going to take away your gas stoves, the energy department comes out with the regulation. Yeah. Take stoves. away your gas stoves. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Liz, pick. Um, you were talking before about Sarah Sanders and she's going to give her counter state of the union yeah what would you advise her what would you advise her well i i certainly would want to get the real facts out there about the economy i would want american families to really pay attention to what steve was mentioning that actually the price of gasoline has gone up the price of everything i mean i don't know about you guys but every time i go to the grocery store i am stunned by how expensive everything is and you know it's the kind of thing where you wonder whether it's really being captured in in the data, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, anyway, I just I think that people really are unnerved by having to spend so much more. Look, real incomes for the middle class of America are down 
enormously over mm-hmm. the last two years, mm-hmm. and people are very aware of that. I think it was the Dallas Fed that did a study and says the worst hit to middle-class incomes in 25 years. If I were Sarah, I would talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would, again, kind of go back to this interest on the debt, because that is something we have not seen uh, in many, many, many years, because interest rates all of a sudden have been jacked up to really high levels uh, all of a sudden now the cost of this rising national debt is really an issue for everybody. I, I also think if I were she, I'd say, look, the Fed chair just came out and told America we are going to slow the growth of the economy and purposely put people out of jobs. Mm. I mean, that's not a very welcome note. And, and I don't know about you guys. I don't know what's up with this jobs number. I thought the, the January figure, 517,000 jobs, was completely bonkers. And I don't know what it means. I don't know how that can happen when wage uh, inflation supposedly is also decelerating. It makes no sense to me. And I, I just I wonder what your take on that is. I, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Well, there's a lot of seasonal adjustments. There were benchmarking. There's population surveys in there. But I just um, this is a good point uh, you touched on a moment ago. Um, Sarah should come out for a really strong growth and prosperity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, whether also, she chooses Larry, to defend her former boss or not is up to her. I don't well, know what she's going to do. talk about tax cuts and how Biden's right. always talking about how, oh, you know, we have this huge tax cut and that is what's created the deficits. No, it is not. As you have pointed out, tax revenues actually went up mm-hmm. during the last several years. And I think that's, an, you know, just countering all the false narratives that are coming out of Joe Biden and the Democrats. I think it's very important. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see her say, look, the inflation was caused by Joe Biden's spending. Uh, The Federal Reserve is wrong. We don't need to destroy the economy and jobs. What we need to do is restore low taxes and deregulation and energy independence. You know what I mean? Put Put a prosperity spin on it, a growth spin on everything. I mean, the Republicans haven't done a fabulous job on that. They really haven't. I mean, Steve Moore... Uh, you know, you and I and the others, we're, you know, part of the growth movement. We have been for many decades. But the, even now, the GOP, I mean, look, we uh, we want to cut spending as part of the debt increase and so forth. But they don't frame it as pro-growth, Steve Moore, like pro-prosperity, pro-job creation. You know, I mean, their messaging could be better on that. And that's the stuff that appeals to a broad swath of Americans. So you and I uh, got together with Steve Forbes and and Art Laffer this week. His great new book is out uh, called Taxes Have Consequences, where he goes over the whole history of the last hundred years and how every time we've cut taxes, good things have happened to the economy. I know that you and Arthur were, uh, you know, right there alongside Calvin Coolidge advising him on that. No, 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 no. I worked. (laughs) He worked for Coolidge. I worked for Warren Harding. (laughs) But anyway, I mean, you know, so that's really important. But I want to say another thing. There was a lead story in the Wall Street Journal this morning that Biden's going to make a big case, a, quote, bipartisan case for antitrust legislation to go after high tech. And I got to tell you, that is a total disaster. And Republicans don't have their hands clean on this. A lot of Republicans want to go after big tech. The one industry that has propelled America, the incredible financial and technological leadership, 
they they want to tear these businesses down. And by the way, it's not as if you know high tech is is these are the high times for high tech. These companies lost a trillion dollars last mm. year, and now she wants he he wants the uh, you know the the regulators to to further squash them, which will only benefit the Chinese uh, yeah. firms, which yeah. are not subject to our antitrust laws. You know, you got the guy. What's his name from Missouri? The senator from Missouri. Oh, Josh Hawley. Yeah, Hawley. See, yeah. and and a bunch of them, they don't understand the difference between reforming Section Two Thirty for free speech right. purposes, yep. right, and preserving America's great technology companies, exactly, with uh, with quantum computing and artificial intelligence, yes. and cybersecurity and uh, even five G. I mean, they don't. They can't seem to distinguish between the two, and they've fallen into that antitrust trap, Liz. You know, it's like they, they, they're all lining up behind this crazy person, Lina Khan, running the well, FTC. I, I was going to say, it's not just tech, folks. Um, the, the FTC has cracked down on mergers and acquisitions to the point where, yeah. as of like last week, there was not one single deal announced in the United States, which is like unheard mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guess what? This is really hurting American businesses. There's so yeah. It's really like the Obama days. There's so much uncertainty coming from regulatory agencies right. that are on a crusade. And I don't... I mean, this is something Joe Biden kind of spun out of his head weirdly, that we need to unconcentrate concentrated industries. It's really stupid, and it's hurting American companies. Tech is just one very visible industry being hurt by this, but there is a chill over corporate America, and it's not a good thing for All the right. country. And by the way, it hurts the small companies. It Liz Peake, Steve Moore. And the uh, Chinese spy bubble is over North Carolina, and Joe Biden's going to take care of it. I know that because he just said so. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back next week. See if the spy satellite is still there.